Sleepover Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of those who actively choose to listen to this very podcast. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Tuping Productions, and we have not stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question, are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are? Today we are talking about our very own two-year podcast anniversary. Woo! Yeah! Normally the trailer would go there, but we don't have a trailer, so... Yeah. So you may have noticed this episode started off on a very different note (laughs) than it normally would, which I think speaks to our ethos for this season, which is we want to be as off the rails as possible because, you know, life's too short to be boring. And, you know, you can only talk about so many movies in the same way before you start to get a little bit bored. You start to get Uh a little bit robotic and we... I don't know if you guys could tell that or not, but (laughs) we did suffer from that a little bit in season five. And so we are trying to figure out ways to shake it up. I think our unspoken uh, goal is to surprise and shock each other on a weekly basis (laughs) behind the mic. And so all of you get to come along on that adventure as well. Starting off with today's episode, which... We are describing as a variety show of sorts. (laughs) Um, Obviously, you got music. You got uh, coming up, you have Q&As. You have reenactments of famous scenes. You got trivia and other surely very silly conversations to come. Yeah. And I'm excited because it's like, we don't know, like as far as trivia, we don't know what each other is going to ask. And so there's just lots of room for surprise. Yes. Which is good. So, you know, we got to do it. 
we got to ask you to leave a five-star review, but on Apple Podcasts, of course. We have two new reviews. One of them is from Maggie Mouseketeer, and the title of her review is Literally Obsessed. It's five stars, as it should be, and I would read the review, but she also (laughs) sent in a voice memo that essentially communicates the same uh, very kind sentiments. So we will save that for then. Here's another one. So this review comes from Angry Possum, five-star review, and the title is one of my favorites, sparkle emoji, sparkle emoji. And they say this. This is so funny. Okay. I was introduced to this podcast while looking for Sweeney Todd things, and I've been listening ever since. I love this podcast so much. The movies they choose are TBH kind of dumb, but like definitely in a good, hilarious, and entertaining kind of way. I could not agree more. It's like the type of movies you watch (laughs) at a sleepover where you feel grown up for watching a PG-13 movie, even though you're over 13. Also, IDK what it is about these two, but it's like queer people gravitate towards this podcast, myself included. 100% recommended. Go listen to it now. Thank you so much, Angry Possum and Maggie Mouseketeer. We love you both. Next, we've got some listener questions. Our first question comes from Jordan and Bridget. They both asked the same question. Cool. And that is, what is something that surprised you about doing the podcast that you didn't expect? I mean, I never thought that it would go on this long. Like, I didn't really know. I didn't know this was going to become a lifestyle. And yet, here we are. The fact that we actually have a very active listener community. It's not that, like, I was like, that's impossible. But it's so hard to develop that sort of thing. And it makes everything we do so much more worth it because you know that people are out there actually like enjoying it and engaging with it. And like we've made real friends through Mm -hmm. doing the show, which is really, really cool too. From Elena, how did this podcast idea come about? Who pitched it? I'm pretty sure this, we have answered this question before. We have. But But I'm sure we have new listeners, so. So the podcast came about because I work at Evergreen Podcasts and this uh, opportunity came across my virtual desk, if you will, to come up with a show idea and pitch it and and have it be a part of my like full-time job. So I came up with a couple different ideas, but this one I was like, okay, show where we bring like a semi-academic approach to analyzing like girly tween movies. I already have the perfect co-host who at the time was being held hostage in Ohio due to COVID-19. So that was also good. But I was like, what's the most specific little corner of the internet that we can market to or like create content for? And this was in 2020. So it was also kind of like right before like the crest of the Y2K nostalgia wave had really hit. And um, I was just like, yes, this is, this is the idea. And then Audrey was down to do it. We recorded the whole first season before anything came out. And now here we are two years later. Actually, podcasts were quite stigmatized in my mind at the time. I still Um, feel like podcasts are stigmatized and it's my full-time job. They are. I mean, they are. and It's embarrassing. It's boomed even more than, you know, just as time goes on, they're more and more and more popular and there's more money in it. And it's like a very saturated market. But um, I don't regret it, obviously. And, you know, I have been made fun of almost not at all. Yeah, I would say very close to not at all. So that's nice. I always, whenever I like go to tell someone about the show, I'm like, "Uh, I have a podcast. (laughs) Like I don't want to tell people, even though that is my full-time job. But then whenever that happens, everyone's always like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like where can I listen to it? And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess this is actually just good. Okay, so next question comes from Andrew Robertson. Uh, What rewatch were you most excited for but ended up being disappointed in? I feel like I usually have a good gauge of if I should be excited or not. Uh Uh-huh. Um, the only ones that I could really answer this question are the ones where I genuinely don't remember the movie or haven't seen it. Yeah. I have hardly seen Sydney White and I had hardly seen Princess Protection Program. Uh-huh. And I feel like the marketing of them and just the essence of them are far more powerful than the actual movie. Yes. I'm looking at our episodes right now and I have to say... Stuck in the Suburbs 
was not good. <laughs> I, people, okay, have you noticed that, like, recently people have been, like, really into that episode? Yeah. Like, that movie was not, like, it. Like, as you just said, the essence of it is so much stronger than the reality. Legally Blonde too. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that was a bad one. <laughs> that one was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Last question for this segment um, for part one. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Ethan, and he texted me. This is my friend who was in the GBF episode. He texted me and he was like, maybe this question's too much like homework, but I'm just going to ask it. And that is, what is the history of tween teen film culture and where could it be heading? Ooh. And this kind of came from uh, a conversation that was happening in, in the Discord about what teens consume now. Mm-hmm. Content, if you will, aimed towards any particular age group is less and less defined as things are online and we're on TikTok and like they'd rather be on their phones than watching the Disney channel. (laughs) So things have gotten messy in that way. Mm -hmm. But the entire concept of a teenager didn't exist until roughly the 1950s, post-war era. Um, So films really could not have been aimed towards that age group until that time. Mm -hmm. And so the parents of those teenagers in the 1950s had just been through the Great Depression and they'd been through war and their youth was entirely defined by like hellish, hellish situations and activities. So when they became (laughs) parents, activities, (laughs) (laughs) when they became parents, they were like, we don't want that for our kids. So they like made a concerted effort for their kids to like stay in school, not have to become factory workers when they were really young and and all that. That is when teenagers as a concept came into existence and they actually had free time and money to spend. And so in 1956, the first quote teen movie was released. It was called Rock Around the Clock. (laughs) And it was the first rock and roll musical movie, basically. And at that time, adults were not having rock and roll, mm-hmm. as we all well know. Right. And this is like around when Elvis came into the picture. So teens loved the movie. Parents didn't, but it was still a box office hit. Mm-hmm. And so from that year on, that age group was marketed to and things were created just for them. And then in the 80s, John Hughes films came in and that really bumped up the genre to another level. And yeah, so that's that's where it came from. I didn't know that. Thank you for the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ethan for wanting some academia in uh, today's yeah. episode. Now it's trivia time. Ooh, we custom wrote trivia questions for one another. Okay, so first I'm going to ask my nine trivia questions to Hannah. And we're going to keep track. Like, each question is worth a point, I guess. And then we'll see who wins. Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the first three questions are multiple choice. Um, Okay, here's the first question. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) What? 1992 ABC sitcom did Tina Majorino star in? A, The Hogan Family, B, Camp Wilder, C, The Young Riders, D, Family Man. Can you read me the options again? Yeah. A, The Hogan Family, B, Camp Wilder, C, The Young Riders, D, Family Man. Okay, I think it's the Hogan family. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. No. (laughs) What is it? It's Camp Wilder. Damn it. Second question. This one's not even multiple choice because if you can't get it, I just... (laughs) There's... I couldn't even come up with with letters for this. Okay. Okay. In Cheetah Girls 2, what is the name of Dorinda's love interest and what nightclub does he often frequent? <laughs> my, my jaw is dropped right now. Um, <laughs> Dorinda's love interest? Yeah, think about it. You know this. 
Okay, I know he's the dancer guy. Yep. Is it like a really like stereotypical Spanish name? No, I wouldn't say it's stereotypical, but it is kind of odd. It's kind of an odd name. I have literally no clue. Oh, (laughs) I don't know either of these answers. Oh, no, I thought that you would. And that's why I didn't write um, responses. Girl, I have no clue. Okay. He says the name of this nightclub. It is one of his lines and he says it in a way that is funny. So that's kind of why I thought you would know. Why am I thinking, okay, there's something in me that's telling me it's the Kit Kat Club. You're really close. You're close. But the Kit Kat Club is in Cabaret. Um, Yeah, but it has the word cat. The dancing cat. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's like the dancing cat. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then is his name like Julian? There's a J at the beginning. But it doesn't sound like a J. It's like a, it's like an H. Juan? No. (laughs) Jesus? Joaquin. Fuck. Okay, I never would have remembered that. The the rest, I think, will be easier for you. Okay. Um, Who was our first guest on Sleepover Cinema? I have choices for this, but you might be able to just I think I just know. Yara? No. Wait, no, 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 no. Name three songs. Name three songs. Name three songs. Okay, give me the give me the choices. I mean, I only have two other choices. Okay. A, okay. Name three songs. B. Megan and Liz. C. Youth Culture Two Thousand. Youth D, Culture Two Thousand. Youth Culture Two Thousand. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because we did we did Lizzie McGuire with them. Next three are finish the lyrics. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's the first one. Okay. <laughs> Molly smiles with the dawn. (laughs) Molly smiles and she radiates the blank around her blank. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Molly smiles with the dawn. Molly smiles and she radiates the around her. The sun around (laughs) her (laughs) smile. No. The joy. I think angel. The halo. The sparkle around her halo. Very The glow around her halo. Yeah, glow. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, at least I knew (laughs) it's from Uptown Girls. I knew that immediately. Molly smiles and she radiates the glow around her halo. Bitch. What, I'm zero for four? <laughs> this is crazy. This one you actually will get. I know. <laughs> it's a throw. It's a throw. <laughs> Mark has got his blank. <laughs> they say Mark lives for his blank. <laughs> Mark has got his work. They say Mark lives for his work. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Dude. Mark has got his work. They say Mark lives for his work and Mark's in love with his work. And this one you also should get. Okay. And because these blank and blank dopes keep building up impossible hopes. Daft and dewy-eyed? Yeah! Okay. I never knew, like, because he's daft and dewy-eyed oats. But I was always like, what is that word? But I guess it is dewy-eyed. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I chose it, because, like, it's hard to understand what she's saying. Right, right. Because these daft and dewy-eyed dopes keep building up impossible hopes, impossible things are happening every day. Last three, these are quotes from movies we've covered. If you can name the character and the movie, that's good. I feel like if you got one of them, you could get the others. Okay, okay. The first one is, if you are happy every day of your life, you wouldn't be a human being. You'd be a game show host. Heathers? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I want to say it's JD, but I think it's Veronica. What's your answer? Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay, thank God. Okay, second one is, oh, I would pay big money to see that woman climb a mountain. That's really funny out of context. I'd give big money to see that woman climb a mountain. Is the woman in question the main character? 
No. Neither women, there's a woman speaking and she's talking about a woman and neither of them are the main character. Is it Cinderella story? No, but that's a good guess. Uh, Is it? Season three, I believe this was in at the beginning. (laughs) Give me a hint. The woman speaking is an alleged lesbian. (laughs) According to us or according According to the movie? According to most people. No, like according to the viewer. Oh, Scooby-Doo? It's Chessie from The Parent Trap talking about... Oh, talking about Meredith Blake. Meredith Blake, yeah. Got it. Dang it. Okay. And then, okay, last one. You'll Mm. get this. Once upon a time, there was a magical place where it never rained. The end. Oh my God. Um, Mr. Sir from Holes. Yep. I, <laughs> that made me want to watch that movie. Once upon a yeah. time, there was a magical place where it never rained. <laughs> the end. I love that movie. Well, that was a huge loss for the Hannah, the Hannah community. <laughs> um, so you got two and a half oh. Well, I'll give you three. Three points. Three points. That is extremely generous. (laughs) The questions I made for you are harder than this, but not by much because I know that you're better at this than me. Well, I'm scared. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. (laughs) We're going to save that for later on. So next event on the agenda here, scene recreations from Sleepover (laughs) Cinema movies. These are reenactments, but it's not just acting. It is a full Sonic experience. So get ready for that. I thought it would be fun to do this in the variety show type format, but also it's something we're considering for the future. Like, obviously we can't talk about movies forever and we are creatives and writers ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it'd just be fun to put you in the narrative mindset. We've been lightly discussing doing like a limited run of like a teen movie vibe. Uh, of an audio drama. Obviously, we wouldn't be like, this is all we're doing now. But um, if you think that would be fun, let us know. And of course, we're starting this off with the opening scene from Aquamarine. I will be playing the role of Haley, a.k.a. <laughs> Jojo. And I will be playing the role of Claire, a.k.a. Emma Roberts. Look at him, Claire. I'm looking at him, Haley. Sitting up there being gorgeous looking for someone to rescue. He should so be rescuing us. What's wrong with this picture? Well, all these articles say we've been way too available. We need to be more coy. We are so coy, he barely knows we exist. Okay, Ray Pop Quiz. Favorite song, favorite food, favorite drink. Go, go, go! Weezer's Island in the Sun. Um, Dr. Pepper. Oranges? Very nice. I'm trying to read. Fine. Then the least you can do is read me the latest on boy bagging technology. Okay. This one is called Fluff and Retreat. Fluff his ego, then walk away. Not only is he left wanting more, but he's under the impression that it's his idea. Nice. That's really cool. Claire, do you realize that summer's almost over and you haven't gone in the water once? Once would be way too many times. Hmm. Excuse me. Do you realize we've got less than five days till you have to move? I don't want you moving halfway around the world. Claire, you're such a ruiner. I'd gone like a half hour without thinking about it. Haley, I'm sorry, but... And then, I know that you want it, babe. <laughs> and then Cecilia's boobs. And she's like, ow. <laughs> I, that's why I cut it. I was like, I'm not going there. I'm not going out. <laughs> Cecilia's back Haley, from camp. did you order a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. We will be back after a brief break with more gags and tricks for you. <laughs> Shenanigans. Shenanigans and tomfoolery in celebration of our sixth season. <laughs> Of our second year. (laughs) That is it. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Christina Yerling-Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, listener questions. We are back to listener questions. First question from Chris, my GBF. Anastasia versus Pocahontas in the world of highly inaccurate historical musical cartoons. Easy. Anastasia. Anastasia. However, I mean, I haven't seen Pocahontas in a really long time. Same, and I can't really judge it. With an adult perspective, but I thought it was boring from day one. I also think in terms of problematicness, Anastasia is less bad because everyone's white. There's no like colonizer romanticization as far as I can recall. Okay, next question. This is from Kirk, our beloved. Who would you like to see in a new sleepover cinema type film? This is also Kirk who was a guest on Bring It On and Hairspray, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I came up with a list, but I do feel like they're all kind of just like the hot new actors of the day in some ways. But wouldn't it be fun to see? I don't know. I always go back and forth because, you know, if a movie with the same intelligence and nuance of Cinderella story came out today, I personally would not be interested in it. Um, (laughs) You mean lack thereof of intelligence and nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But at the same time, these are just some people that I think it would be fun to see in a fun movie because a lot of times they might be in dramas. Mm -hmm. Um, Sadie Sink from Stranger Things, Taylor Russell, who's in the new Bones and All Luca Guadagnino film, but she's been in other stuff as well. Hunter Shaver from Euphoria, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things, Chase Suey Wonders, who was in the show Generation on HBO and was just in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Megan Stalter, who is from Ohio. She's a comedian. She's in Hacks. Timothy Chalamet. That would be interesting. I just think... He's already in some, right? He's in He's in romantic... He's in some romantic movies. He's in some coming-of-age movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten very close to that, but I, not quite. Not yeah, quite I guess that. you're right. And then I just threw in Brandy and Paolo Montalban. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that if Scott Cohen was someone's English teacher in a movie, I would be happy about it. Also, okay, mark my words, listeners, I am going to get Scott Cohen on this MFing podcast (laughs) if it's the last thing I do. Will I have a mental breakdown? Yes. Nobody knows. Like, (laughs) this is is Max Medina from Gilmore Girls. This is one of the main characters in the 10th Kingdom, which is what we've talked about before and we love. He's in Kissing Jessica Stein, which we haven't covered, but we both have watched recently. Very interesting Um, movie. It's not that he's like the most famous person in the world. It's just that we like him. We love him. Well, and also (laughs) it's one of those situations where like, and this might be kind of icky, but we can handle it. You know, when we talked about Corbin Blue's armpits, he kind of holds like a similar role in our childhood that he was like a kind of embarrassing to acknowledge as hot man, but definitely a hot man that we witnessed. From Vegan Fries, when did you realize you wanted to start examining girly media? It wasn't so much a realization. We kind of already answered this, but it was a what could we do in a show that we could do well? 
and that we also care about. Yes. And and that has been a through line in our own creative work. Mm-hmm. Creating things that do contribute to that genre, even though it is devalued. I don't think it's as frowned upon now because we have come a long way in terms of like, this is a thing for girls. This is a thing for boys. Yeah. I think also, as we've said before, like there is a level of like we went, we both went to NYU Tisch for screenwriting, playwriting, film and TV. And there is like a level of seriousness that's brought to the analysis of like the classics that we, or that we were like immersed in in college. And so kind of like reclaiming that approach for something so integral to our childhoods that is like kind of shitty in some ways feels really comforting. But that being said, if you haven't noticed, there has been quite a uh, wave of people doing similar content to this. It's like you can find five billion articles that are about like High School Musical was actually good or something like that. So I think it was a little bit more unique a few years ago. Um, but we can just say that we were one of the first people. The idea that it actually is important to look at and analyze and understand how those products that were created for your consumption affected you in the long run. Yeah. Did they actually not affect you? Did they, you know, the various ways you can look at that. And that is important. Like, I think people do undersell the way that the things that they saw might've impacted their view of themselves and of the world. So that as well. And then our last question from Danae another one of the loves of my life. She asks, is there an episode that you loved that people didn't really react to or doesn't get the love it deserves? All the musical episodes we did, they, I mean, I get it's not necessarily what in the audience asked for. Is it what the people wanted? Not really. <laughs> but like, I think Rent is one of our lowest, yes. at least on YouTube. It's one yes. of our lowest. And it's like, okay, but the episode goes off, so... <laughs> I also remember having a good time uh, talking about Sweeney Todd, um, but I need to revisit that one. If you submitted a question, thank you so much. And if you like discussing these sort of topics, if you're not in the Discord yet, of course, you should join us there. Um, The link is in the episode description. We have like 70 people in it, I think, right now. And it's a really nice um, time. Sometimes when I'm working and I'm bored, I just enter the chat and I'm like, hi, what's happening? Now it's my turn to give Audrey my trivia questions. Um, I'm really excited to see how she does. I'm I'm scared all yours are going to be like, which producer? No, like no, no, it's no, going to no, be no. like, oh, okay. It, nothing is like that. It's all stuff okay. that is like, yeah, no, they're good. They're good. I got three multiple choice questions. The first one is this. Which of the following books are not given to Charlie by Paul Rudd, a.k.a. his English teacher? A, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. B, Walden by Henry David Thoreau. C, Beloved by Toni Morrison. Or D, On the Road by Jack Kerouac. C. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, we have one woman writer on here. Like, maybe it's believable. But no, he wasn't reading Beloved. But I wish he was. Okay, this one's kind of going out on a limb, but it is related. So... It has to do with Chicago. Okay. Which of the following women has not played Roxy Hart on Broadway? (laughs) That's literally (laughs) an insane question because every bitch has played Roxy Hart. Exactly, exactly. So try to tell me which one hasn't. A, Brandy Norwood. B, Kelly Rowland. C, Ashley Simpson. Or D, Brooke Shields. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Brandy has... I'm like 99% sure Brandy has because she came in my mind before you said the answers. So I kind of think, and then like Pamela Anderson's playing it right now, which is crazy. And it's about to be Angelica Ross. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. So Brandy, Brooke Shields is kind of, I just don't think you would have thought of her without. I mean, but like that would be on IMDb. That would be really good choice picking. Why are you covering your mouth? Because I'm smiling so much. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, I can think of reasons for all three. (laughs) I'm going to go with Brooke Shields. Wrong. 
Okay, is it? Who is it? Kelly, Kelly? Rowland did not. Play. That was my second choice. Uh-huh. That was my second choice. But okay. Michelle Williams did. Because I almost was like, Kelly's like too good for them to pick her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Next question: Which of the following is not a camper at Camp Green Lake? X- <laughs> <laughs> X-ray, zigzag, squid, or dusty? Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how well you knew like all the campers names but you got it all right now entering the finish the lyrics section this song choice makes me fucking laugh I make myself laugh with this one fads keep a fading Castro's invading but Wilbur (laughs) you're timeless to me hairdos are higher do 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 but you say I'm chic as can be Mine's like barbed wire. <laughs> Mine feels like barbed wire. Yeah. Correct. That, that counts. That counts. Yeah. 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 Are higher. Mine feels like barbed wire, but you say I'm chic as can be. I've been wishing on a star, but I could never have imagined that I would land just where you are after all this lonesome traveling. Um, I've been wishing on a star. I could never have imagined. And around you where you are after all the lonesome traveling. <clears throat> something, something, I reach out and hold your hand, right? Yeah. Some there's a some there's a something in your eye. Reach out and hold your hand. It's something like that. There's something. There's in a your glimmer eye. in your eye. There's a glimmer <laughs> in your eye. <laughs> Wait, but what do you know the line after that? Uh, reach out to hold your hand and when I it's like something like and that's when I realized I could never understand that's perfect that's perfect want to be my one um to clarify it is I took one look in your eye and reached out to hold your hand good job I took one look in your eye and reached out to hold your hand this is when I realized what I could never understand this one's kind of (laughs) hard But you might know it. Every single princess on the planet prayed to be invited to the ball. I don't know it. I was not listening. (laughs) Really? No, I was not listening to those songs at all. Damn. Even when we put it in the episode and everything? (laughs) No, I I did not like the music in that movie at all. That's hateful to me. I know. But okay. It goes as follows. Every single princess on the planet prayed to be invited to the ball. Every Portia, Guinevere, and Janet would come by coach or boat to be here. Most would swim the moat to be here. Every single princess on the planet prayed to be invited to the ball. Every Portia, Guinevere, and Janet would come by coach or boat to be here. Most would swim the boat to be here. are my quotes. First one. Name the movie and the character if you can. I hate you for making me want you so much. The crickets are resounding. <laughs> that sounds too serious. That's important like information wh- to keep in mind. Is it the notebook? No. Good guess, though. It's Edward Cullen and Twilight. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know I could be this happy without incurring credit card debt. That rings a bell, but nothing too specific. You're going to have to give me hints. It's from a sequel. Sisterhood 2? No. I don't know. You can tell me. It's Elle Woods and Legally Blonde 2. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> okay, last quote. I'm not stupid. I know everyone thinks I am. I just don't like answering stupid questions. Literally no bells rung with that one. (laughs) Do you want a hint? Yeah. A boy says it. I got nothing. It's zero in holes. Oh, okay. We had three holes questions between us. I think I got four. You did better than I did. That is for certain. That is for certain. So congratulations on winning. I'm sure no one could see that coming. (laughs) Um, Huge twist in the arc here. Uh, I didn't do that good, though. Well, you didn't do as bad as I think we made them hard. I think we made them hard. (laughs) We were being competitive secretly. Yeah. 
You know what, though? It's good. If they were too easy, it's, it's a good challenge for all of us. I'm sure some of you did better than we did, though. Definitely. Let <laughs> It'd us be know. funny if you kept track of your, your score. That is true. Next up, an iconic scene from The School of Rock starring Jack Black. Hannah will be playing the role of Dewey Finn and Audrey will be playing the role of Summer. And Miss Mullins. <laughs> right, right. <okay>. Both. <laughs> My parents don't spend $15,000 a year for recess. You want to learn something? Yes, I do. You want me to teach you something? All right, here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's burning down the Amazon. And he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank. There used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh no, the man ruined that too with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome. The man's just gonna call you a fat wash up loser and crush your soul. So do yourself a favor and just give up. Mr. Schneebly, it's after 10. On Tuesdays, the children have music class now. Right. Okay, good work, people. Fun fact, I did that as a monologue when I auditioned for Guys and Dolls in eighth grade. <laughs> as Actually, you no, should. it was Peter Pan, not Guys and Dolls. We thought it would be really fun to ask some of our most active Discord <laughs> users and listeners and all that um, to send in a voice memo, just kind of talking about when they started listening to the podcast, any particular anecdote or question or favorite episodes or whatever in regards to Sleepover Cinema. Mm -hmm. And we got a bunch of lovely people who sent in voice memos. And it was really exciting to hear people's <laughs> voices because we literally only read text from our community. So it was fun to hear voices. I'm going to put together just a little tasting, a montage of these really sweet voice messages that we got. Mm -hmm. You guys are so nice. Hi, it's Savannah, and I just wanted to say how much I genuinely love Sleepover Cinema. Some of my favorite episodes, because I can't just pick one, have been life-size, off-marine, stuck in the suburbs. They just all make me so nostalgic and bring me all the happy feels. This is Quentin. Thank you for the podcast. Right around when you started releasing it, it came at a time in my life that a really like low, low point in my life where I really needed some levity and just some sense of escapism. And I really thank you for giving that to me. This is Danae from Atlanta, Georgia. I discovered the pod on TikTok and I started listening a few years ago. I am so grateful. When I started listening, I didn't have many friends in the city yet. So you guys were my friends. Like, I didn't have anybody to talk to about why Uptown Girls makes me emotional every time I see it. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Sleepover Cinema. Hi, Hannah and Audrey. This is Kaylin, longtime listener of the pod. Love you, ladies. I look forward to listening every single week on my way to work. You get me through. You really get me through. Hi, Audrey. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. You guys know I love the Sleepover Podcast. It's become such a bright spot in my day-to-day -day routine. A couple years ago, my life was changed. I was on TikTok and I was going through and your Ellen Enchanted video came up and I was immediately so enticed. I went and listened to the Freaky Friday episode of your show and I was hooked. I followed you on Instagram and from there we started chatting. And from there we've had, at least I've had the immense privilege of, you know, listening to your show both as an audience member, but also as a friend and collaborator. And it means the absolute world to me that you bring me into your world in that way. Hey guys, it's Kayla from Cleveland, aka Pink Lightning from the Discord. Just wanted to take a quick second to say happy second podversary and show you guys some love. Thanks so much for the awesome content and building a community of listeners. Keep up the great work. My name is Maggie. Congratulations on two years of the Sleepover Cinema podcast. I was going through the episodes just to like see what the vibe was. And I was like, oh, I love this movie and this one and this one. And 
I ended up adding every single one and listening to them all. So now I'm all caught up just in time for the new season. I work at a theme park owned by a rat. Sometimes I work very late nights, sometimes until 2.30 in the morning. Uh, so having a really fun podcast to listen to on my lunch breaks and on my drives to and from um, has just been really wonderful. Hi, Audrey and Hannah. This is Christine. I actually shared this podcast with some of my friends who are also very into the early 2000s. One of my friends also loves the podcast. I feel like that's what's kind of solidified our relationship despite so many things changing in our lives. We're actually going next week to a uh, like an early 2000s Disney Channel dance party and we're very excited. This show just always reminds me to be kind to your inner child. <laughs> essentially um I feel like it's the only way to make it through these days my name is Haley I am so glad I found sleepover cinema Hannah and Audrey you guys have created a smart funny addictive podcast about the media that made up the early 2000s cultural sauce but my very favorite is when you guys cover the less talked about ones like Eloise at Christmas time I thought I was the only person on earth who got sucked into the Eloise verse I love it when you sing harmony together and talk about your favorite lines to sing from musicals. This podcast is a gift, and I only have one thing left to say, which is you may call me Aunt Vicky. It would be easy to say that the pants changed everything that summer, but looking back now, I feel like our lives changed because they had to, and that the real magic of the pants was in bearing witness to all of this, and in somehow holding us together when it felt like nothing would ever be the same again. Some things never would be. But we knew now that no matter how far we traveled on our own separate paths, somehow we would always find our way back to each other. And with that, we could get through anything. To us, who we were and who we are. And who will be. To the pants. And the sisterhood. And this moment. And the rest of our lives. Together together and and apart. apart. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. (laughs) Okay, everyone, we hope you enjoyed our um, truly courageous break from format. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a journey together. I can't believe we've been doing this for two whole years. And thank you for being along for the ride with us because it's been really fun. And there's only more good shit to come. I hope you cried, honestly. We hope there was a nice arc for you to sink your teeth into, um, a lot to unpack, a lot to analyze. Um, we're artists, and we can't help it if our work is complex. And if you really liked our cover, we'll put it up as a separate video, too. <laughs> so you can indulge in our musical styling. Put it on Spotify. <laughs> we will be back next week uh, with an unpacking of a movie of our collective choice let us know and audrey where can they find more from us you can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com slash sleepover dash cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at twopinkproductions.com we're on instagram twitter tiktok youtube everywhere at sleepover cinema and post a full video version of each episode on youtube every thursday you can follow me, Audrey, at Audriana Leach on everything. And you can follow me, Hannah, at Hannah Ray Leach on Instagram. And if you want to indulge in my Twitter that I recently anonymized, my handle is at Lana Von Trapp. <laughs> As always, you can join our Discord server at the link in our episode description. Um, and you can check out our merch at twopinkpictures.com slash shop. Everything is still on sale. Um, I've been throwing some freebies in there as well. Um, so check out what we have. Share the pod with a few friends and of course, leave us a five-star review telling us exactly why you like it. <laughs> and of course, Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts, produced, edited, and engineered by us, Hannah and Audrey Leach. Sleepover Cinema is mixed by Sean Rule Hoffman with theme music by Josh Perlman Hall and backing track to start with something new by Josh Perlman Hall. And our executive producer is Michael D'Aloya. Come 
on season six. Let's get sickening. Yeah. Come on, season six. Let's get sickening. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Bye. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.